Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Now, apart from the challenges of taking over as Prime Minister, Liz Truss will also having to face moving house, which we, as all know, is one of the most stressful things you can do. So how exactly does that work? Chris Wilkins is a former Director of Strategy and Chief Speechwriter for Theresa May. Afternoon, Chris. Hi there. How are you? Not too bad. Would I assume Boris Johnson has moved out or maybe moved out weeks ago? Would that be the case? Well, I think they moved a lot of his stuff out weeks ago and he spent most of the past few weeks at Chequers, which is his country residence. Um, so I'm sure there are a few last remaining things, but essentially uh, the flat and everything is there awaiting uh, the new family to move in tomorrow. OK, and with that flat, I mean, because as a lot of people know, when uh, he and uh, his partner moved in to that flat, they had it done up. It, is it yes. r- routinely the case that every new prime minister then will come in and redecorate? <laughs> well, it's not really. Um, and I think that was part of the beginning of Boris's downfall was that he felt the, the need to do it. Um, I know my old boss, when she lived there, and this is the flat, which is actually above number 11 down the street, because that's the bigger mm. uh, of the two flats that are in the building. Um, you know, she uh, lived there. She didn't always love it. She particularly didn't like the kitchen, uh, which the Camerons had put in. Um, but, uh, you know, you li- you sort of live with it because... To be honest, you've kind of got other things to worry about uh, yes. <laughs> rather than redecorating uh, a flat. At least I would hope you do. Yeah, now, yeah, but like, but have many prime ministers opted to? Because there is, an, as I understand it, there there are there is an apartment in number ten itself, but it's a bit smaller. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there are two uh, flats at the top of the uh, building, really, and and number ten is actually when you go through the door. Number ten is actually three buildings knocked together, essentially, when you're inside. Um, but in terms of the flats, there's a large flat, which is above number 11 um, and a small flat above number 10. And uh, some years ago, they were sort of swapped over so that the prime minister took the bigger flat uh, above number 11. And it is uh, when you look at number 10, it doesn't look that big. But actually, mm. it's remarkable how big that flat is at, on the top sort of two floors of the building and plenty of space for a family to uh, to grow up. Yeah. And I suppose they have a, access to a back garden at the back. So there's... It's rel- relatively normal uh, uh, for them. The the um now apart now I mean obviously you know Liz Truss is going to have people putting all the stuff in for her and probably uh, won't have much time to to draw breath, uh, especially in the first few weeks that she's in there. The, tell us about the changeover of staff. First off, this you know Boris Johnson's staff in Number Ten. Where do they come from? Are they civil servants? Are they from the private sector? Who are they? Well, there's sort of um, almost three sets of staff. There's the staff who come with the house, and they are the sort of housekeepers and the people who uh, routinely sort of come into meetings serving tea, coffee, and lunches and things like that. And Mm. they've been there through many prime ministers, and they will stay. There's then the sort of civil servants who are the permanent sort of staff uh, of the government, uh, and they will remain, um, you know, with the new prime minister, and they were probably there with the old one. Uh, or, you know, they come from departments, etc. But it's the political staff, really, and they are the special advisors, people who were maybe working in business previously, maybe working in uh, consultancies, um, or maybe working at Conservative campaign headquarters, um, who've gone into some 10 to serve that prime minister in particular. And what's really noticeable when you have a change of prime minister and indeed change of ministers across the government is that basically those people become almost instantly very vulnerable and you know famously when the prime minister changes normally the political staff end up leaving down the street by the back door just as the new team 
come in through the front door. It's a pretty brutal process, mm. but you know that's what you're signing up for when you agree to be a special advisor. I've done it. You know that's that's the way that's the way of the game. But it is quite brutal if you served in those streets that and, long. And does it literally happen on the same day as you described it there? Literally, uh, it does. Uh, there have been examples, I think, in, in the past. And when uh, we went in with Theresa in 2016, some of David Cameron's team uh, were sort of almost literally sort of leaving uh, the back door as we sort of came in through through the front door. Uh, it, it, it is it is that quick. Uh, it is that sort of brutal. And then there's a few special advisors who do manage to sort of survive uh, through the administrations uh, and you know they bring their institutional knowledge to bear. But actually, the indications are this time that Liz Truss wants a slimmed down number 10. Um, she does want a big change of personnel. So there's going to be a lot of special advisors, I think, suddenly looking for, for jobs uh, as of tomorrow. Um, having been serving in number 10, you know, maybe 18 months, two years, e- even more. Mm. There's, there, there's nothing like, is there anything like a handover process or even one prime minister leaving a letter, as in the American model, one prime or tradition, uh, leaving a letter for the, for the new PM? There's um, uh, not so much a sort of convention of it. it it's very much down to the uh, individual uh, teams. I know when Theresa took over, there, there wasn't anything like that. Uh, from her uh, predecessor. This time around, Boris Johnson and Liz Truss are very close. Liz was a loyal uh, member of Boris's government, not one of the ones who resigned. Um, so there might be something like that. Oh, indeed, you know, I'm sure they will be in touch and they'll continue to speak. I know Boris is particularly keen to secure parts of his legacy, particularly the uh, UK's support for the Ukrainian government. Uh, and so he'll be in touch about that. Uh, I'm sure. But it's not in that sense uh, like the US system where that tends to happen. The people who keep it together are the permanent civil service, the the cabinet secretary, the principal secretary to the prime minister, these people who just survive from one administration to another. And they are the people who have the institutional memory and basically provide that handover uh, that you'd like to see. That new political team, uh, as, as you say, a slim down team, I, I assume she would have contacted them in advance and said, you know, chances are I'll have a new job uh, on Monday. <laughs> Get ready to uh, uh, quit your old job. Yeah. And, 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 you know, it's largely the people who've been supporting her in the campaign over the past eight weeks anyway. She, she you know, that she's won is not a surprise. She has basically already designed her cabinet. She's basically designed her support team, her political team. Um, So they know what they're going to be doing and they will go in. Basically, as soon as Liz Truss has met uh, the Queen tomorrow, she then becomes Prime Minister, they then get access to the building. But the thing that people always overlook is, of course, that that team have been running a campaign for the past eight weeks. They are tired, they're Mm. exhausted. Um, You know, what they really need now is a holiday and what they're actually going to get it's a whole in-tray full of troubles, which they have to get to grips with very, very quickly. Because yeah, because basically I mean, the country is waiting for that now. And in her speech, she said, she said there was a bold plan uh, to do various things, including uh, cutting taxes. Yeah. Would they have yeah. been the people also working on the bold plan? Yes, I think many of them would have been. Um, and Kwasi Kwarteng, who's going to be the chancellor, you know, has, has known for some time he's going to have that job. Uh, and has been working on it. And actually, I think the outgoing Chancellor and his team, uh, Nadim Sahawi, who, who became a Liz Trust supporter, I think, you know, he's put a, in place a lot of those plans anyway for Kwasi Kwarteng to inherit. So it's actually quite a smooth transition this time because you are moving from um, a, an administration who was sort of close to Boris Johnson and his team to a new one. Um, and so the, the handover is a bit smoother. 
But mm. nevertheless, it is always overlooked the fact that, you know, Liz Truss herself will be exhausted. The <laughs> advisors will be exhausted. You know, they have been working on this campaign 24-7 for the past eight weeks. And so, you know, they are really going to have their work cut out for them. Yeah. Also, prime ministers, as I understand it, choose different places to have their office. Yeah, there's no set office. It's not like the Oval Office um, where, you know, that is the, the Prime Minister's office this, this time around. You can have it anywhere. Um, Gordon Brown used to have it, which is effectively in the middle of the large open space, which is the press office, in, in, which is actually housed in number 11 down the street. And he used to sit down there. Um, uh, but actually, uh, the office that has more traditionally been used recently, and which I expect Liz Trust will take, is the smaller study um, which you can access directly from the cabinet room. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really is up to her how she wants to shape it, how she wants to, you know, where she wants to sit, whether she wants to be open plan or locked away. Um, it's one of the idiosyncrasies of the building um, that, frankly, she could point at the room and say, I want that one, and whoever's in there would have to move out, and she'd take over. Chris, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That's uh, Chris Wilkins there. He's a former director of strategy and was chief speechwriter uh, to uh, the former Prime Minister, Theresa May. You are listening to The Moncrief Show on News Talk. We'll take a break after that. TV on the radio. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2pm. On News Talk.